1: Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Sid Cota from White Mountain Live Church in Sholo, Arizona. Thank you for returning, Pastor Sid, to share a sermon called The Crossover.
2: Marina, thank you once again for inviting me here. It's a real pleasure to be able to share a message that I believe God has put in my heart. And it's been a message that has been in my heart for this last season i believe in every season there are words there are emotions and experiences that we tend to cling to that ident- we identify with certain seasons and there's this one particular statement that is the name of the ti- the name of the message that has really affected me in this last season and that's this phrase here the crossover if you look at the definition of the crossover literally means this a point or place of crossing from one side to the other. and I believe that there are times and seasons that the next step, the next step is the beginning of a crossover and the crossover can can be many things it can be mean, meaning moving from the old to the new from one place to another. I believe for a believer in Christ, a lot of times the crossover could be moving from the familiar to the unknown. And in that crossing over, it's it's going to require another level of dependence and trust in God. And so I believe that we are moving in, that the body of Christ is moving into a season where God is telling his church, it's time to cross over I believe God is saying in this day today that he is doing a new thing, that the old things have passed away. And behold, he is doing a new thing. And one specific area that I believe God is calling the body to cross over is in this area of becoming unified. Now is the time for the body of Christ to be unified than ever before, more than ever before, we need, we need to be unified within our local congregations. We need to recognize that it's going to take all of us, all of us together to advance the kingdom and the days that we are living in. So it's, it's more than just being unified within my local church or the local church that you attend, but it's also to recognize that it's going to take all the local churches, that we need to lock arms and lock hands and unify together. It's time for the body of Christ to rise in unity to be able to influence this culture for God's kingdom in the day that we live in. So that's a specific area that I believe that God is calling all of us as followers of Jesus to cross over. It's not just one person or one denomination or just one church, but it's all of us together leaving the old ways and moving in to the new ways. Because it is going to take all of us. I believe that all of us, not only individually, but even specific, or even unique local churches, that we're like a jigsaw puzzle. We all have our different shape. We all have our different our different size. But in the the broad spectrum of a jigsaw puzzle, we all have a place. We all fit in exactly where we need to fit in. And so, when the body recognizes that that no one is greater than the other, or one is more important than the other, but we all have a a place. Then God can put us exactly where He needs to. I don't know about you, but nothing frustrates me more than when I put a puzzle together, and when I get close to the end, I realize I'm missing two or three pieces. That's always frustrating for me, and I and I believe that as a body of Christ, when we recognize that we all have a place, that God can put this puzzle completely together. And when the puzzle is completely together without missing pieces, we then become a unified front for what God is wanting to do. And so I was thinking about this. Why is there such a challenge to make that step into the new and into that place of crossover? And one word came to my heart. One word came to my mind of why it's difficult for we as people, for the church to move into the next season or the new that God is calling us. And that word that kept on coming to mind is settle. We often settle for less. We often settle for the familiar. That word settle, the the dictionary definition says this, to adopt a more steady or secure style of life. Now, I understand it. We all have times and parts of our life where we want stability and we need a greater level of security. But when I consider the Christian faith, when I consider the footsteps of Jesus and his call for us to pick up our cross daily, I am more convinced that our life, that our life story, that chapter after chapter of our faith journey should be more reflective of how we crossed over into a new level, into a new season, rather than just settling and settling for what we understood and settling for the experiences of yesterday. I believe that the Christian faith is a faith of crossing over, is a faith of continued transformation. The Apostle Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. He said this, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I love that, because it reflects God's heart, that God desires freedom. God desires freedom for every person. And I'm, I firmly believe that a lot of times that freedom is found in the willingness to cross into the new of what God wants to do. The continuation of that scripture in verse 18 says this, But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed. We're changed, so there's a transformation taking place. Are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And in that phrase of being changed from glory to glory... What that says to me in a personal interpretation is that there should always be a continual advancement in our spiritual maturity. There should always be a moving from one phase to the next. And so that we as a body of Christ should never get content with just settling. But it's time to cross over. And so what I'd like to do is take you to a passage of Scripture found in the Old Testament that I believe, I believe, records an account of the greatest crossover to ever take place. And that passage of Scripture is found in Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua chapter 1, the preface would be this. We're all familiar with Moses. Moses, the great leader who was chosen by God to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. To lead them out of the the bondage and the slavery that God's people had been in, see God has a has a has perfect timing, He has providence and purpose for all things and all people, and so there was this time where God called Moses, and he called Moses not only to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt but to also cross into the new land the new territory, the new providence flowing with milk and honey. See, God always has, if God calls you, he has a destination for you. God always has a plan. God has a location for for each and every one of us. But unfortunately for Moses and the Israelites that came out of Egypt, they never quite saw that promised land. We see that with the Israelite people is that they got, they were stuck in this place of grumbling and complaining in the wilderness. And then you couple that with the leader, in this case Moses, his direct disobedience to God. And unfortunately, it meant that they were unable to cross over, which I believe is at the heart of God for all of us, because God desires, once again, liberty. So, so that generation had passed, and Moses had passed. And there was another generation that was stepping up. And there was a young man by the name of Joshua who had been on the right hand of Moses during that time of the wilderness. And so he had seen the challenges from a, from a uh, behind-the-scenes view. He understood the terrain and he understood the issues. And what God is not able to accomplish in one generation, he will accomplish it or will hand it off to the next generation. And so now was the time to cross over. So Joshua had put that mantle that was on Moses, or excuse me, God had put that mantle that was on Moses, and now he put it on Joshua. The same purpose and the same destination to have the people, to lead them in a crossover into the promised land, into the place of purpose, and into the place of destination. And that's where Joshua chapter 1 brings us to. And I'd like to take some time to read uh, some verses found in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 in the voice translation says this, Moses served the Eternal One faithfully until the end of his days. After his death, the Eternal singled out Joshua, the son of Nun, who had walked at the right hand of Moses during the wilderness wanderings. Here's what I know about our our God. That if God picks you, God will place you. However, sometimes God places you in the place of a desert. And we see that here. We see that all throughout Scripture. We see that not only for Joshua Moses, but he also called Jesus to walk in the desert. And here's what we know about desert times or seasons of deserts in our life. Is that they are times of testing and they're not times of abundance because in these times of testing God is is pruning our character he is he is solidifying the pieces that he has placed in our in our heart we look at the example found in the new testament with Jesus Jesus was 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 acknowledged as the Son of God. He was baptized by John the Baptist, and there was this great declaration that took place, and the, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon Jesus, and there was this voice that said, This is my Son, who, whom I am well pleased. And then right after that, we find that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And in that times of wilderness, literally the enemy, Satan, came to test Jesus. And it's interesting that in that times of testing and wilderness, that the enemy, you see a strategy here of the enemy. He will always, he's, he's a counterfeit. He always brings a counterfeit to what God has said you are. In fact, if you look at the accounts recorded in the gospels, when the enemy approached or confronted Jesus in the wilderness, he said the exact opposite of God. Where God had declared Jesus just before that that this is my son, who I am well pleased, the enemy came and said, "If you are, if you are the Son of God, and then we would go on to see that Satan himself would challenge Jesus and and wanting him to turn the rock into bread, and there was a testing of provision, and then he would take Jesus up to the highest point and wanting him to jump off of that and, and saying that angels would catch him, and so there was a testing of protection. And since he was unable to accomplish that, he would take Jesus to another high place and and show Jesus the whole city and said that if you bow before me and worship me, I'll give you everything. And so we find that there was a testing of position. So in this wilderness, Jesus was tested in provision, protection and position. But praise be to God that Jesus passed that test. And so we find that in wilderness moments, what God is doing, even though there's lack of abundance, that God is molding us for the next season. God is the God is forming us into that person that he wants us to be. And in this case, I believe for Joshua, what God ultimately was doing is that he was molding a man that would lead the Israelite people into the new territory, that he would be a man that would finally step into that new place and lead the Israelites into a place of crossing over. So it goes on to say this in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Since my servant Moses is now dead, you and the Israelites must prepare to cross over the Jordan River to enter the land I have given you. There's always preparation involved in the next season that God is calling you to move into. Verse 3. I will give you every place you walk Wherever your feet touch, just as I promised Moses, because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Going on to verse 4 and verse 5, we see God literally point out territorial proximities and places that he's going to give the Israelite people. In one particular case, there's already people that are living in that territory, And so God is saying, don't don't live by what you see, but live by what I have spoken and what I what I've said to you, that wherever you walk, I will give it to you. And I believe in some ways God was saying this. Now is the time to take back the land for my kingdom. I will prepare you and I will give you what you need to advance into this new place. Just always continue to trust in me. And verse six, I love these words that God gives this, that God speaks to Joshua. So be strong and courageous for you will lead this people as they acquire and then divide the land. I promised to their ancestors. Verse seven, always be strong and courageous. So God gives Joshua a command. Be strong and courageous. Anytime that you are crossing over into a new season of life, whether it's relationally, whether it's in occupation, in ministry, whatever whatever life season that is, hold on to this command that God gave to Joshua. Move into that new season with strength and courage. That's the command. But here's the key. And we find the key here in verse 7. And always live by all the law I gave to my servant Moses, never turning from it ever so slightly so that you may succeed wherever you go. And if you're like me, you want to have success in life. And that success is found in God's word. Verse 8 says this. Let the words from the book of the law be always on your lips. Meditate on them day and night so that you may be careful to live by all that is written in it. If you do, and there's the question for us if you do, as you make your way through this world, you will prosper and always find success. So the command is be strong and courageous. Whatever new place, new destination, new location that God is calling you to move into, be strong and courageous. The key is his word. The key is his truth. The key is to meditate on him. And if you do that, you will have the ability, you will have the capacity, you will have the wherewithal to navigate through this world. And if I'm reading scripture right, not only will you navigate through this world, but you will prosper and you will find success. Verse nine, God continues to convey that command to Joshua. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Never be afraid or discouraged because I am your God, the eternal one, and I will remain with you wherever you go. See, I believe that we're, moving into a season in, in a time in the world that we live in and what we see unfold in our news every day and in our public schools. And we see how, how culture is is just rapidly changing in front of our eyes in places like technology and business and finance. Uh, we are living in a time where it's time for the church to step into the new that God is doing. And one of that places of crossing over is in that place of unity. We need to be unified as brothers and sisters. We need to speak into each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to pray for one another. We need to understand that it's not just dependent on us, but it's dependent on all of us. That all of us together, it will require all of us to advance the kingdom in the days that we live in. Scripture says this that they will know you, they will know that you're my disciples by your love. Not by your denomination, not by your organization, not by what, what maybe your theological doctrines, but they will know you. The world will know that we are his disciples by his love. And and there's no other greater practical expression of love than unity. When there's unity in the home, when there's unity in the body, when there's unity in the family, there, there's avenues for love. Love can be expressed. Love can be conveyed. And so today I just share with you that God is calling the church to cross over, that we all need to link arms into what God is doing today. Let us be united Let us be a united front in what God is doing today. And in that, the world will see, the world will see who God is. The command, once again, in the season that we're in, is to be strong and courageous. The key is His truth. The key is to behold And take and meditate and soak and allow His truth to navigate us. We live in a world of rising untruth and that rising untruth brings confusion. We see a lot of confusion in our world today. One way that we can diffuse that as a body of Christ is to be people who stand on the truth. It doesn't change. It doesn't change from generation to generation because he doesn't change. He is the same. So I want to encourage you, church, tonight. I want to encourage you to stand strong, to be courageous, and wherever God is leading you, whatever season that he has been preparing you to move into, trust in God. Don't settle for yesterday's experience. Don't settle for yesterday's Uh, goods. Begin to step with faith in what God has for you. Begin to step in faith for what God has prepared you for. The next destination, the next location. Step into it. Cross over. Begin to rise in that level of faith and courage in the days that we are living in. I would just like to close by saying a prayer and blessing over all of you that are listening here. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your grace and your provisions. That you, Lord, you have a plan and purpose. That at the heart of who you are is freedom and liberty. That you desire to see freedom and liberty for all of your peoples. And that you have a place for them. You have a, you, you, you're the provider. You're already made a way. We just need to take that step of faith. Lord, let us not settle and cling to the old, but let us believe and trust in you and move into that new place, that new experience so we can advance your kingdom in a way that has never been seen in the days that we are living in. We thank you, God. And just as you said to Moses, you will never leave us nor forsake us, and you'll be with us wherever we go and wherever we place our feet, you will give it to us. I declare this over your body. And this we pray. Amen.
1: If you're a pastor or a Christian leader and are interested in being interviewed in this program, please email me at fcoprogram at gmail.com. Si usted es un pastor o líder cristiano y está interesado en ser entrevistado en este programa, Por favor, envíeme un correo electrónico a If you are looking for a church in Phoenix, Arizona, I invite you to come to King Jesus Christ Ministry at 3106 North 35th Avenue, Suite 3. Their phone number is 602-688-8888. 602 Si estás buscando una iglesia en Phoenix, Arizona, te invito a venir a King Jesus Christ Ministry en 3106 Norte en la Avenida 35, en la Suite 3. El número de teléfono es 602-688-8888. 602-688-8888. 88, 88.
0: You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. If you are looking for a holy-spirited and bilingual church in the Phoenix, Arizona area, I invite you to King Jesus Christ Ministries at 3106 North 35th Avenue, Suite 3, Phoenix, Arizona. The zip code is 85017. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.